we curse ourselves. I can't make it. I'm not going to do it. I don't feel good. I'm going to stay home. Every time somebody is sick, run to the church. And before anybody comes, ask your pastor to lay hands on you. Don't wait for the last minute. Are you ready? Are you ready to say, God, okay, my mind, all of the garbage, take it away from me. Take it. Take it. I, I don't want to have it. I don't need it. You got to rebuke it. You're going to have to tell, my mind is a new mind. My mind has the mind of Christ. In today's sermon, Pastor Miguel Escobar, our special guest speaker, continues unpacking his series on the healing power of God. Pastor Escobar is the founder and director of Terra Globe Ministries International, a ministry called to activate the gifts of the Holy Spirit so signs and wonders become a normal way of living for every believer. I have this man, hero in Vietnam. He said, I became a hero because I had to make five covenants with Satan. So in order to go to Vietnam, I wanted to come back alive. So he made five covenants with Satan. So the healing come together with deliverance. It's not separate. So it's not about one thing. It's a full package. And this is what he said. That's why I'm really doing what I'm doing here. And he said, I had visited 10 churches between New York and Florida. And no church wanted to deal with me. That means that the church's existence is not just to have fun. We are to be equipped to fight Satan. We are equipped to bring healing to the needed. And so when he came and met me, he said, Ten churches told me the same thing. We are not touching you, not even with a ten-foot pole. He said, was evangelical, Pentecostal, Baptist, Catholic, every church. I told him, I want to be set free because Satan is taking me to hell. Well, God was so merciful. God blessed us. My, wife, my, my daughter was with me. Irene was at, in home. But we had this opportunity. We prayed for this man, and God set him free. Amen. To the point, this is the first time I ever had I shared the story. When Jesus showed up, it was so powerful. We all felt unconscious. We all, we could not stand. We fell. I knew God was coming. But when the root is too strong, Jesus himself can make it nothing. Came in, touched him. And this man, like in other cases, jumped out. He said, God, you set me free. He goes inside, bring me all the guns that he had purchased in Vietnam or brought us collection from Vietnam. Many, many, I don't know the name, but many guns. He said, Pastor Miguel, they're all raised under my name. I give you the authority, give it back to police. I have nothing to do with this. I don't want to be connected with my past. Today, he's a pastor in New York. Amen. How about that? God said people free. And that's what I want to see here, my friend. Uh, what do we have to do? My first thing was, okay, God, change my mind. Renew it. I'm going to fight my fight. I'm going to fight the fight of faith, not physically. It's a fight of faith. When the enemy come against me and tell me things in my mind, because part of my, my life had not been well done, it's just like, what is the perception of God? We have so many ways to describe God. And so many people today believe that God does not make miracles. 
So we have to change that. We don't have to say, okay, God, no, you can make miracles. So I'm going to have to stay talking about myself. I'm not defeated. I'm, I'm, I'm victor. I, I'm going to overcome. I'm going to have to say that. I'm going to have to start saying in the morning, which is not as easy as it look. This day is going to be a great day. And I learned a lot again from my wife. My wife has been my greatest supporter and teacher in many areas of my life. But she, when she has a problem, she asks me to pray until she get healed. I'm, I'm, talking, I'm healed. We had one time moving furniture, and I thought she broke an ankle. So, great. I have a doctor friend that I know. He is a specialist. She said, no, I don't want to see him. I said, look, your ankle is getting bigger. This is no good. He said, yes, you pray more. It's not good. I mean, it's good to ask others to pray, but not me. And so I said, hey, let's call Dr. Thomas. Dr. Thomas will put something there, injection, done deal. He said, no. Well, this is interesting. I did pray. I did pray. I did pray. No sleeping. Pray, pray, pray. So next day, she said, okay, go and call Dr. Thomas. When we go to see Dr. Thomas, he said, there's nothing here. Nothing. What happened? Well, her ankle was this big, and it twisted, and it, she could not move it, no touch it. The leg was affected. Oh, she said, nothing. So go home. I said, God, that's, not in, that's interesting. But you should have told me that, 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 that you fixed ankle. <laughs> that we don't need to go to the doctor. <laughs> and that you can do that. It's our perception. It's I, I just happened to be in, in, in Africa recently. Pastor friend that I met, he closed the door. We were together. Pickup truck. He closed the door. My finger in between. Ooh. Wow! You know what he said? Oh, Pastor Miguel, time for you to pray. <laughs> <laughs> my finger was getting bigger and bigger. Oh my God! I could say nothing. He's a pastor and a pastor. I'm a pastor. I can't say no bad words. You can't say it. I mean, no matter how much you want to say it, you can't say it. And I said, glory to God. I did not want to say it. It's a teaching there. That's a great teaching. We must give glory at all times. And while I'm saying glory, glory, my finger became normal again. I said, pastor, did you really close the door on my finger? Because this finger is okay now. I was saying, God, I missed my Hurt. Look good again. But you are not looking good. Where is all of these? It's a battle. It's a battle of believing. It's a battle of understanding. God is a healer by my information that I have kept in my life. Because many people have told me wrong things. The system in the world tells us the wrong thing. And we believe it. We believe it. We have a very big battle with the medical system. God put this very clearly in my spirit. You are called to respect the medical system. Don't talk bad about them because we need them. God created them. But remember, I'm over and above the medical system. I can do what they cannot do. Whatever they find, let it be whatever they understand it. But over and above is me. Wow. I was in Chile. My friend with me, my friend, T.F., and I was not doing good. I got a doctor. The doctor said, your heart is no good. I think the doctor had a bad machine. <laughs> but I believe it. He prayed for me. 
I never felt so bad. The doctor told me that. Gosh, that's not possible. Well, for more than one minute, I believe it. He's a doctor, right? He went to school supposedly to learn, but they learned nothing. It's just like <laughs> I got home really well. It's just like one time I got a flevitis. A lot of problem in the leg. Mostly is for women, but they happen to me. <laughs> so now I have flevitis. I go to the doctor. He says, sir, you are in serious trouble. I said, I'm not coming for you to tell me I'm in serious trouble. <laughs> I have come to you to tell me how you're going to fix my problem. He says, just wait. He kept me there for two hours, didn't do anything. Emergency room for nothing. So then he gave me probably two, maybe uh, Tylenol, and he sent me home. He said, come back tomorrow. So I said, this is interesting. My leg hurts and all that. So I came back about a week later. He said, sir, your bill is $3,000. I said, doctor... The, you said that I might die because I did not treat my leg? Because he wanted to put me in the hospital. I said, yes, you might die. I said, well, that's fine. Why? Because dead people will not pay the bill. <laughs> you know what he said? Bill, pay. He shake hands with me. He said, nobody have ever said that. I said, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you are now my friend. But next time someone come, take care, Okay. Don't tell him you're going to die. Don't tell him. Because that, I know that. I mean, why go to medical school to tell people you're going to die? And you don't have to go to medical school to tell people you're going to die. You can tell that to anybody. Yeah. And so I, I said, God, help me not to worry. Help me to understand my relationship with you. I'm going to fight that you are my king. I'm not going to allow the enemy to come against me. Because we have, let me put it this way. It became so famous, the selfies. My friend likes selfies. I like selfies. You know what we do? We curse ourselves by surface. We curse ourselves. I can't make it. I'm not going to do it. I don't feel good. I'm going to stay home. Every time somebody is sick, run to the church. And before anybody comes, ask your pastor to lay hands on you. Don't wait for the last minute. But everybody that is sick, don't come because they're sick. So Satan has a great field day. Because you're going to stay home. I can't move. No, you can't move. I'm, I'm here by to say to you, God wants to transform our mind. Whatever had been kept inside of us is going to be differently. So... Today, my idea was very simple. God not only heals, God wants to set you free. Amen. And when we understand that, we can fly. We can fly. Let me tell you, my family and I, we had been in Africa in those mosquito-conflicted uh, area many times. I mean, many times. So we go to areas where the mosquitoes really hurt people. So... Every time we come back, he said, have you put your uh, vaccination? We said, no, we did not knew we needed vaccination. Why? Because where you are is malaria mosquitoes are killing people. I said, well, malaria mosquitoes don't touch Latinos. <laughs> they, they touch African and Americans. <laughs> but Latino, they don't know that blood. And so I said, see, God bless the innocent. 
I'm, I'm trusting God. And they put those um, net in top of you. God, that kill you. If you sleep under a net, you're not going to be alive next day. They know you cannot breathe. I mean, it's so incredible, that net. But anyhow, God will protect you. God will bless you. God will do amazing. But again, I'm going to have to believe it. I'm going to say, okay, God, in my garbage can, get ready. I don't want it. I don't want any information that have come and it's being damaging. When people hurt me, it's damaging. We, when we are insulted, it's damaging. When we have no money, it's damaging. When we try to get a job and we don't get it, it's damaging. My soul grieves because I want something when I have expectation and I don't get it. When we go through abortions, I tell people, be careful. An abortion spirit can abort your dreams. And not only one, it will be generational. So I said, God, help us not for me to understand. Even if I participate in telling somebody, go and make yourself an abortion. It's been such an amazing subject in America. The fight is to death. Those who believe it, those who don't. Today, they, you know what's going on in this, even here in the state of Georgia. And so I pray that we will understand that God gave us life. I'm not going to let the enemy to tell me that I can kill somebody and be okay. I believe that. I believe God knows what he's doing. It's hard, very hard, but God is able to do great things. And so in that context, I want to walk freely. So for me, for me, the most amazing experience that brought truly healing is when I did acknowledge, acknowledge, yes, I had an issue with my father. And when that took place in me, God set me free. I had a woman, Germany, 85 years old, strong woman, amazingly strong. He said, Pastor Miguel, I'm an evangelist here in Germany, and I knew you were coming. I want to tell my story. I said, yes, what a story? He said, every time I pray for people, I get sick, and they get healed. <laughs> so I guess I said, it's a very good option. Don't pray. And so she was so amazingly energetic for being an 85-year-old woman, beautiful, wonderful lady. I said, let me tell you, have you ever had any issue at home? Because most of the time when we talk about healing, that's the first question. And she said, well, no. I said, well, think about it. He said, well, let me tell you what happened. In the war, Second World War, when the Americans came and bombarded Germany, it was one time when the Allied forces came, and I was a child, maybe five, six years old, and I heard the sirens, and I knew the airplane were coming to bombard the city, and I came to my dad, and I ran to my dad. I said, Daddy, 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 the Allied forces are throwing bombs again. And me, he said, I was expecting my dad to call me. And tell me, lady, young woman, whatever, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. No, nothing's going to happen to you. Nothing's going to happen to me. My dad looked at me and said, hey, don't worry. It's another bomb. <laughs> Typical German. Not emotional. She had her system broken. So that brought what the enemy used it as a garbage collector. See what I'm saying? The garbage collector is when your soul gets broken. And so the enemy can store that wrong information. Then you get sick. Then you don't feel like it. You have no stamina. You cannot work. You cannot drive. Oh, my goodness. He can do any kind of damage. 
That day, God was so wonderful. I said, I want you to do this. Your father is not here anymore, but will you forgive him? She never thought about it. Well, how am I going to forgive something that is somebody's dead? Well, the forgiven is not for them. It's for you. It's for you, 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 you. It's your life. It's your health. It's your future that we are talking here today. Those who pass away, God make, God will do what they're going to do with them. Okay? But now I'm saying you and me, we're going to fight for our good welfare. I'm going to fight that you're going to have a good health. I'm going to fight that you and me, we're going to say, you know what, Satan? You thought you had me, but you cannot any longer put anything on my life. I'm okay. Whatever God allowed it and permitted it, it's because the will of God is over and above the will of men. And God knows what he's doing. This lady got touched and healed. Same thing. For me, it's been amazing. They get up and jump. That's what I'm saying. The expression of worshiping comes with freedom. Freedom, freedom. It's just like these men in Chile who was raised from the dead the day before I came to preach. And when we came to the church, of course, I had no idea. And he was running and running and running. We had about 5,000 people. And he's running and running and running. And the pastor that invited me, he said, Pastor Miguel, I forgot to mention, this young man was dead yesterday. Should I tell him to sit down? I said, no. Don't touch him. Because somebody else might die. So he came to me, not one sweat. He was running and running and running. Dry face. If it was me, I would be wet. He said, after Miguel, after Miguel, he's running. He said, what? God resurrected me. What? I was dead for about six hours. He came and talked to me. We had a great conversation, and he told me to come back up again. Heal. Woo. And so I said, rather keep running I'm not going to tell you nothing. You're going to worship God. You're going to praise Him. I had one wonderful, wonderful pastor in Chile as well because my relationship with him, another church in the South, he said, how can I worship God? I said, well, any way you want. He said, can I take my shoes off? I said, it's not customary, but you can do it. So while we have the service, he takes his shoes off and he start running. I said, pastor, what are you doing? He said, I am excited. I can't stop it. He ran one hour. We had to close the door with a key. This guy was going to get out of the church. I said, no, you're not coming out. I mean, you can run. The excitement, the excitement. You can't contain it. I'm telling you. That's why we're going to see here in this beautiful, wonderful fellowship. I love you people. Wow, you wonderful people. I'm not telling you, just for telling you, because you eat also Mexican food. That's okay. That's okay. That adds to the point. But I'm telling you, you are the best qualified people to become touched by God, that your face will be like the Moses' face, that one day you're going to have the glow of God coming out of your life because the presence of God will be inside of you. You're going to know, you're going to know, you're going to know, oh, my God, he healed me. I think I shared to you my first healing. That God did with me. I said, I'm really sick. I had been through an operation. I've been decided back in Chile. Now I'm back in the state. I'm relatively younger. No more. And I called a friend of mine. Pastor. I said, Pastor said, uh, what's the name of the pastor? He said, Chilean. That's what I don't like. The name. 
Okay. I said, listen, you, you're going to pray for me. You got a gift of healing. I need you to pray for me. He said, come to my home. So I come to see Hernan. Hallelujah. I said, Hernan, Hernan, I need you to pray for me because I'm sick. I got a tremendous pain here, and I don't want to go to the doctor. So half an hour later, I reached his house, and he looked at me and said, bend your knees and pray to God. I said, no, no. I want you to lay hands on me. He said, I'm not doing it. I said, you're not my friend. It's over, finished. Our friendship is finished. I want you to pray for me. He said, no, bend your knees and raise your hands and ask God to heal you. You see, it was an amazing lesson for me. Me depending on men. No, we depending on God. If God used men, it's okay. But God is the ultimate healer. I raised my hand, and I remembered I told Hernan, I said, none and none, what? God just did a surgery on me. I got six stitches here. Don't touch it. In my mind, I knew the stitches. I knew the feeling. I had been going to an operation in Chile for my appendicitis, so I could relate to that. And I had nothing, nothing. But in my mind, I knew God came in, cut with a nice, wonderful knife, and changed what needed to be changed. Irene needed a surgery of her hip, and so we go to Chile, and we go to see a lady. He said, let me tell you what happened to me, uh, a friend or pastor, because we call him pastor in Chile. He said, I had a terrible problem with my hip, but I pray to God. I want you to know. He said, I was sleeping. God himself came. He physically came to me, sat next to me, opened the box, and brought a big knife. How do you like that? I don't know who will be there. And she said, he brought the knife. And pulled down my hip, cut it, and replaced it. And she said, to make it nice, you can see the scar, and you can see that I have no problem walking. God healed me. Can we move our mindset? God, all what I had negatively stored in my life, I don't want it anymore. I don't want it. I don't need it. Any thought that the enemy put in me that told me that I was not going to make it or that had to be done through somebody else, ABC. No, you and me, God, we're going to have a great time. And so she got completely healed. Cases like that. I said, God, Jesus, help us. Help us to move on. We got to go into the city and lay hands on the city. We need to talk to people. That's what I think one day we're going to come together and talk about healing. Question like my brother had. Question like you might have. He said, what is it? That's the natural thing. And I believe God is going to do great things. I was saying, again, I've been having so wonderful time, many wonderful experiences in England. And I'm in the home of a friend. Here comes a lady literally dying. She was a man, very young mother, about three kids, very young mother. And she looked at me and she said, Pastor Miguel, I had leukemia. My body, my system is deteriorating. The doctor said that I might live, if I be okay, six more weeks. And so I said, listen, man, listen. Before I pray, I want you to tell me, do you believe that God can heal you? I normally ask the question many times. And she said, finally, she said, yes, I believe. Pastor, I believe that God can heal me. So I said, I want you to do me a favor. Get up and run. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I can't move. I said, that's what your mind said. But what the word of God says, get up and move. And she did. She stood up and moved, totally healed. Immediately, she goes and see the doctor. It's two hours since that happened. Here, my friend, in the mind, in the mind. She goes and see the doctor. And the doctor looked upon her and said, sit down, don't move. She said, no, I'm being healed by God. 
And the doctor did not want to release her. He said, you got to come for many tests before I release you. And she said, forget it. I know that I'm healed. I can do what I could not do. I can move my, my leg. I can move my arm. And by the way, I've been working in the garden of my home. Are you ready? Are you ready to say, God, okay, my mind, all of the garbage, take it away from me. Take it. Take it. I, I don't want to have it. I don't need it. You got to rebuke it. You're going to have to tell, my mind is a new mind. My mind has the mind of Christ. Because if I understand that, oh, my friend, it's going to be great things. I love very much my friend T.F. I'm going to make it very publicly today. Because when he prayed, like an Asian citizen, he pray until it happens. He gets me nervous. He pray one hour, two hours, three hours. He does not get tired. I'm going home. He's praying. And people get healed. It's amazing. Because since day one, he got so engaged with God. And he believed it. That whatever he said, and I don't know what language he used. Could be Chinese, could be Malaysian, could be English. God hear the prayer of faith. I want you to do something. Uh, what I like about the medical field, they call themselves practitioners. That means they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm a practitioner. Yeah, you're practicing with my life, with my money. Well, you and I, we have to be practitioners too. Let's practice. Amen. Let's, I'm saying to you, bring the sick here to church. Everybody should be here. You, you'll find someone. If you don't have one, I'll give you one. <laughs> I know many who will be very happy to be healed. And so this is the idea. Oh, God. And when you, you, when you exercise yourself and you witness one miracle, I can guarantee your ears will begin to move. Your nose will begin to rotate. Something's going to happen. Because that's what God said. God wants us to be set free. God wants to understand he is a healer. But he wants me to do this, this, this uh, contribution. God changed me completely. Changed my inside. Changed my outside. I forgive everybody that hurts me. Because the forgiving comes together in a package. And by the way, God, I repent. And the one thing that I believe we must repent almost daily is because we don't believe enough in God. I repent, God. I had done it many times. Because I said, God, I'm sorry. I didn't believe that you can fix my car. This is incredible. God is also a mechanic. And he works in Chevrolets, Ford, European models. He can work. I mean, it's amazing. The engine might not work. You pray, God, fix it. And he can fix it. He healed cars. Ah, yeah, that's good. Huh? I never had that before. So I'm going to write it down. He healed automobile. But he said he's willing to heal the land. He's healed. So amigos, my friends, tonight, it's so simple. Father God, I, I know one thing. I am a very complex unit. I don't need to know all. I just want you to set me free and allow me to believe that whatever made, every promise you have ever made is for me. Me, me, I, I'm going to see it. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to go forward and do what God says. Pray.
especially pray for people that they don't know you. Because if nothing happened, nothing will happen to you. I told that to a British man, go to France. And in France, they don't speak English. As a matter of fact, French people don't want to speak English. I said, go to France and lay hands. And if it doesn't happen, tell them you're Italian. <laughs> Why? Because we are so careful with our own image. I, if I pray, if it doesn't happen, you don't do nothing. I do nothing. I am a voice in the desert. I want to tell everybody behind me, there's somebody, my God is great. There was somebody with me that is so powerful. I do nothing. My God will do all things. And so that's what we got to do. And then when it began to happen, oh, you will not stop. I cannot stop my friend TF. I got to take this patient out of his hands. He loved it. I praise God for him. I'm honored to have him as my friend because he had done exceedingly abundantly that even I could think and imagine. In seven probably churches in West Virginia, he got soaked into the presence of God. And I remember this, Brother TF. You came with your camera, your professional photograph camera because he loved camera. And he took pictures of every cross that every church had. Thousand pictures. And people said to me, Miguel, what is he all about? I said, I guess by looking for the cross. He liked the cross. He's looking for Jesus. Well, seven churches. Out of that, God made him an incredible agent in the hands of God. What does it take? Nothing. What do I need to know? Do I need to know all of this? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. What I need to know, God is alive. What I need to know, God, you can heal my soul. Father God, I know that you can anoint me and release your glory. The healing comes by giving God the gift of healing. But if we don't have necessarily the assignment of the gift of healing, the word of God is a healer. And when I apply the word of God, healing will take place. And when I see healing, again, if I see it or if I don't see it, my God is the one that healed thee. I want you to believe tonight. You are in a process for changing. That God is going to restore you. My first objective is that God will cleanse all of the wrong information in your system. God took time to do it in my life. Even though I have not had a church tradition. I never had. As a matter of fact, when I became Christian, uh, it was so funny because I had never been in a church. But I was a pastor now. So I said, well, what the pastor supposed to do? No idea. But God was so funny with me because he said, don't worry, be happy. I did not like that idea. The don't worry is okay, but be happy, no. Because I had people coming to my, when I was pastoring, to really confront me with the word. Oh, my God, they asked me a question, and I had to say, God, just take them away from me. I know God is good. That God is amazing. So here I look onto the word of God. God, my brain is yours. You know what I call him? We have a tape recorder. They call amygdala. It's a tape recorder here. And that tape recorder keeps going and going and going like that battery. Do you know the name? Yeah. Going and going and going. Like I see a rabbit. Yeah, huh? And, he, and that rabbit is here. 
Moan. What happened? Anything that goes wrong, you keep listening. You keep here. Moan, moan, moan. You made a mistake. Uh, it, was a, it was not a green light. It was a red light, and you just crossed it. Boom, boom. And you will never forget that. Well, God has the ability to erase the tape. Yeah. Hallelujah. And when that tape is erased, then, then we begin to feel the freedom. There's nothing that the enemy will remember me. And this is the most amazing discovery. There is a connection between my brain and my heart. So my heart speaks. I am speak of the abundance of my heart. Whatever I have in my heart is what I'm going to speak. Yeah. And so if the mind, because the mind is the one that ordered me things. It's, it's the mind that tells me move, I move. If the mind tells me not to move, I don't move. It's basically my mind that ordered me. So when my mind tells me cry, I'm going to cry. Be worried. And my mind tells me, and I worry. So what I learned by God's grace, and this is the one thing that is amazing. God can cut the communication of all the negative things between your brain and my heart. And when God performed that cutting, then, then I am free. I don't worry no more. I don't have to be concerned about tomorrow. I'm not worried about my finances. You know what? My God owns the world. It was my son went to college, and Irene told me one day, I know my son is going to the number one college in America. And I said, yeah. You sure? Yeah. I'm the pastor. She's my wife. She knows more than I know. And I, I said, did you know how much MIT cost? She said, yes, but God owns all the banks in America. I said, that's your God. Well, oh, my God, introduce it to me. He said, that's it. I am not confident. My mind is not yet mature enough. My mind is limited. I'm a pastor, and that's what I'm saying. I work with God is progressive. And I know God understands that. And so Irene was saying, God, thank you. These two days for the uh, registration to close Two more days and it's finished. My son is at home. One day is about one day and a half. A scout from MIT come to my home. Knocked the door. He said, uh, this is the house of Mauricio. I said, yes. He says, I come from MIT. I almost flipped. He says, I have a check for $150,000 for him. I said, are you sure this for my son, not for me? Oh, my God. I said, God, you good God. He said, your son graduated in the top 2% of the high school student in America. And we are watching him. And since he left high school, MIT warned him to come to MIT. We had no idea. God knew it, and my wife knew it. She said to me, did I tell you? <laughs> Remember when your wife told you, did I say that? Mama, did I told you not to do it? Did I told you to do it? And we said, yeah, darling. I'm sorry. And so she was so excited. My son could not be more happier. He'd take the car and go to meet his friends in the high school level. And he'd run and hit the car and hit a big side truck. Now, I have less than nothing. I'm really, and I'm really, really, really ready. And finally, God come upon me. He said, Miguel, Miguel, 
Why do you worry about your car when that is an old piece anyway? <laughs> Why do you worry about that thing? It worth $5 in the trash can. I had given your son $150,000 in his full education. Don't you think you need to worship me? I looked at the car. I looked to God. I said, okay, God, I'm not looking at my car. I worship you, God. But my car was looking at me. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Before age 20, a son came as a mechanical engineer from MIT. Before age 20. And when he was about to finish, the MIT people told him, you got another scholarship to go higher level. He said to me that I had it. No, that's enough. With this title, I will work my rest of my life. I don't want to be a master and super PhD. I don't want that. He said, I just want to live a normal life, which I think he did well, still pretty well. I'm telling you, God works in all things. One thing is set you free. Free, free. I'm free. I'm free of what? Worry. I'm free of what? Fear. I'm free of what? Guilt. I'm not guilt. I mean, we make mistakes, but if I give it to God, I'm set free. You've been listening to Sunday Sermons from Southside Christian Fellowship Church, a place where you are loved, accepted, and received, a place of healing, a place of prayer, a place of hope. We invite you to join us this Sunday and every Sunday. For service times, location, and other information about the church, please visit our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net. Again, that's southsidechristianfellowship.net. As we wrap up today's message, we would like to once again thank you for listening. We would like to also have Papa Herman, an elder at Southside, to speak a Father's blessing over you. May the Lord bless and keep you, that He would cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you, that the Lord would lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace. And remember that the Lord's favor is with you all the time. Expect it. It is with you. It's manifesting itself to you. It will overtake you no matter where you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.